you have an interest in you know a lot of fundamentals with Bit when it comes to Bitcoin and self custody as part of that. You know, where do you recommend people go? Do you have a favorite hardware wallet? I always just recommend that somebody if if you if somebody's already self custodying, I don't like to fud whatever method they're doing that. I think the it's much more likely that they that there would be some sort of mistake on their part that would cause them to lose something because they're trying to move to a different system or whatever. I, yeah. I, I sort of prefer just sharing some of the different ways to self-custody without having to mess with their setup as it is. Uh, one of them being make sure they've got something in steel. There's just way there are ways to do that without having to go buy expensive products from anybody. You can just go to like a Home Depot, buy some washers, right? People do that all the time and stamp it into the washers. Just some way to make sure that you've got a backup scenario where you're protected against fire or you know water damage or different things like that and then i always sort of follow up with just saying make sure you're running core somewhere i mean if you're at that point where you've um, taken self-custody and you own a utxo or more than a utxo you probably have a pc somewhere right and you don't need to you shouldn't put any of your information any keys into that uh, computer but you should at the very least uh, run Bitcoin Core on a computer, you can do it pruned, so you're not having to deal with downloading the entire blockchain, or or at least keeping a record of the entire blockchain. Blockchain. Then you can just you you would like put your XPub into that, and at that point you would be able to verify your own transactions. And now you're not trusting Ledger, you're not trusting anybody's instance of um, Electrum server to verify that your money is you, what you think it is. Right? You're you're using your own software to do that. You're you're going to uh, something that is very hard to change in terms of um, Bitcoin Core. Now you've got a, a very self-sovereign way of saying this is my money. I own it. These are my rules for my money and nobody can change the rules that I want in terms of what my money is. So when you're on your PC, you're downloading Bitcoin Core and you're saying you're not relying on anybody else to verify that transaction. So what is actually happening there? Are you you confirming the, the first confirmation on, on the blockchain or what's happening there? I wasn't totally complete with what it would take to download Core and just verify your transactions without putting your seed phrase into that computer. There's other wallets that you would use to connect to Core. Something like okay. Sparrow Wallet is my favorite. Sparrow Wallet is a fantastic desktop wallet that gives you a lot of control. It gives you the opportunity to coin join if you want to do something like that in a really easy way, connected to your own Bitcoin Core instance. And you can have that all of that run over Tor so you're not um, broadcasting any information that you wouldn't want anybody else to see. And so now you're like verifying your funds in a very um, self-sovereign way. And in a very private way, in a very easy way, frankly. I mean, it's just really Mm -hmm. easy to run Sparrow, run Core in a pruned way and um, connect Sparrow Wallet to Core. There's easy easy instructions that Sparrow offers to all of that. There's an even easier easier way called Spectre Wallet. When you download Spectre, it will offer you the opportunity to run Core itself in the background. And it's just running the... uh, the, the version of core that's out there and available right now. When you do that, uh, Spectre has really easy UI, has a way to put your XPUB in there very easily. And what it'll do is it'll um, it'll check the that XPUB for any public addresses that have had funds deposited to it. And it'll show you timestamps time of that and the amount that you have in your wallet. Very cool. It seems like you know these are things that people who are philosophically motivated would like to do like people that are first getting into bitcoin you know self-custody is going to be 
that first big leap, I feel like that they should aim towards because initially they don't even, a lot of new people coming into the space don't even want to hold their own keys. Like they're just looking to possibly, you know, make, make a buck on the trading. But, you know, we're people like us, we're here, you know, telling about the long-term game plan and, you know, how the broken financial system, the legacy financial system is broken. And we have this new paradigm shift and that Bitcoin should be your savings technology, not just something you should hop in and hop out of as this is a game of accumulation, would you say? It's a game of accumulation. It's a game of getting out of the game. (laughs) It's a, you know, I I know that um, a lot of people are in this for the number go up technology, for the fact that, you know, every cycle Bitcoin has a new all-time high and they'll own more in terms of what it's worth against fiat, right? But I think there's a I think there's a group of people out there that aren't necessarily motivated by that or think that they have other ways to put their money into something where they'll make more money. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful things about the Bitcoin system, but one of them is the fact that you can self-custody your wealth. You can do that in different ways. It's probably best to just start in an easy way with a small amount. That that would be what I would recommend to anybody is just um, take a small amount. You can use a hot wallet if you want to, just so that you can feel what it's like to uh, self-custody and write down 12 or 24 words or whatever method that you're going to do. You know, I don't know that that is something that the broad public is even aware of. Those are fundamental things that nobody talks about. You don't hear Pomp talking about that on CNBC or whatever, where he's saying, you know, Uh, generate a public private key pair and download and put your money there like that would be scary for cnbc uh broadcasters to hear and and you know no everybody would be worried about that like nobody there's a reason why people don't stuff dollars underneath their mattress anymore they put it in a bank account right and and uh nobody talks about self-custody and gold when you're buying gold they're just buying it on the paper gold and not interested so much in the self-custody aspect because it's super hard yeah that's not the case with Bitcoin. It's it can be scary, but it's not hard. And um, everybody should anybody who owns Bitcoin and is here for the long term, you should at least start with a small amount. Get familiar with that. Spend from that wallet. You know, get comfortable with what that looks like. My belief is that when people do that, they get become more comfortable with that. And I've seen it happen. I've helped onboard friends and family to uh, self custody. And uh, I've seen them take those small steps and then get more interested in it over time and then mm-hmm. be less concerned, right? Be Maybe I help them put something into metal so that they can feel confident that, you know, it's not going to be destroyed if something were to happen or, um, you know, and, and, then, and then that's something that you can save somewhere, right? You put that in a safe and, and now you've got a lot more confidence about being able to um, send more money to that wallet. Uh and and then you know some people are more interested in moving to multisig after they've started that journey and um, considering mm-hmm. other attack vectors of uh, having things in a single signature wallet. Uh, so right. yeah, I mean, I think it's anybody should uh, start with a small amount for sure. You know, multisig now multisig you can kind of take into your own hands, right? Like if you have a, a seed phrase, like you could distribute that yourself, and that would that not be considered a multisig? You know, the issue with, um, so breaking apart a seed phrase, you mean, and having it in different areas? Yeah. And then but I, I know some multi-seed uh, services like allow you to have like the full seed in, in various different places, right? But you could you could break that up yourself with maybe physical copies or, you know, what are your thoughts around that? 
Yeah, so there's that that what you're describing is uh using a single sig and having the um the words sort of in different geographically separated environments, right. I guess. That's one way to do it. I would be there's a the, the trade-off you're making there is that you still have a single point of failure, right? If you lose one of those uh mm-hmm. sets of um words somewhere, then you have a complete and total loss of funds versus a more a robust multi-signature setup where you're using um, the full 12 words in like either a two of three or a three of five setup. And now you've got a scenario where if you were to lose one of those keys, you would still have the other backups that could that you could confidently rebuild a wallet with and be able to spend from it again. So when you're using that service that you're talking about, uh, where you have the full if the full seeds so are they are they stored in a physical environment like or are you saying they're stored somewhere else i mean you can do that different ways too so like we have a multi-sig where we all have our own seed and there's like seven or eight of us right and and it re- would require four or five of us to spend that's more like a business setup where each of us has our own seed and maybe we're just saving it in our own version of the cloud right because who cares if i lose my seed their funds are safe <laughs> and and our funds are safe still because it would require multiple of us to lose that lose those seeds so and then so, there's uh, if you're doing it yourself if you have your own multi-sig what you would want is you would have a seed at home or and then and then you would have the other keys uh distributed geographically maybe some at your parents house some at a your sister's house, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever is safer to whatever you feel most confident in, or, or you could just use a, some people use something at the post office, right? Where you're just depositing a key there in a, whatever those little boxes are called. That, PO that box. Would, right. Well, no, it's a <laughs> post office box. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, what do they, what do they have? Those? Like a lockbox, banker's yeah, box yeah, or something. Yeah. Like a lockbox. While we're on the topic, cause I think this is very educational for new people and new people that are, going to be a lot of new people coming into the space right now are going to be buying on centralized exchanges and hearing the phrase self-custody, self-sovereignty and, and, and these types of things. And while we're talking about it, like we see, you know, 12 option, like back in the day, like we would have that big long string private key. And now we've you know had a Bitcoin improvement protocol where we can do like 12, 12 words, 18 words, 24 words. You know, what are the differences between using, you know, 12, 18, 24 words and, and why do different wallets have different amounts of words? That's just a, a lo- different levels of entropy. Personally, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a 12 word seed phrase. Uh, and, I, and whenever I see somebody saying something that there's wrong with them on Twitter or whatever, I'll usually call that FUD and, you know, just share my thoughts that there's there are a lot of people walking around right now with 12 words. And that's all then and that's their entire uh self custody. And that that isn't generally what attackers are going after. That's not low hanging fruit. It's really hard to crack a twelve word seed phrase. And so people just aren't doing that. That's not the attack vector that people are going after. They're they're doing phishing schemes, they're doing things where they're trying to be a man in the middle attack where there's a software on your computer or on a phone where, where you when you send Bitcoin somewhere, it swaps out that address. That's low hanging fruit. That's what people are, uh, that's what attackers are doing right now. They're not attacking a uh, 12 word seed phrase because it's so hard to, to do that. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with doing 12 or 18 or 24. And if you're really that concerned about, for example, uh, not having enough entropy, you should probably be concerned about having a single point of failure in terms of having just 12 words and that's it, right? And now you're talking right. about 
adding a passphrase to your setup or you're talking about uh, multi-sig, uh, that's probably the path for you if you're worried about is 12 words enough entropy. Yeah, for sure. And I just started using a new wallet where, you know, I'm using a 12-word backup. And, you know, I was just kind of curious, you know, like, you know, what are the chances someone just types in 12 words one day, you know, down the future, you know, when, you know, billions of wallets have been created and billions of secret phrases have been created? What are the chances that that happens? And I'm, I was doing the math or whatever, looking up the math on that. And they say that it's like harder to find a singular grain of sand on earth than it would be to crack those 12 words. Yeah, that's that's the numbers, right? That's the entropy is you could you would more easily find that single grain of sand than finding that's somebody's wild. words. Yeah, like that crazy. to me mind blowing numbers. Like or more right. more and stars. That's just like yeah. entropy in a nutshell, right? That's like uh mm-hmm. or else we wouldn't have used twelve. We would have <laughs> started with uh, right. twenty four or forty eight or whatever the whatever it would take for it to to right. be really difficult for like a state of the art computer to be an attacker in terms of uh, going after you things like that or or like reverse engineering uh it's just 12 yeah 12 words is just wildly secure like in it that's you know so well well said on your part you don't think you don't you don't complain if uh it's 12 18 or 24 and you kind of call that out as you see it i think i think that's a really good play considering the numbers that i've seen and how hard that would be difficult to actually hack 